Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Code X Podcast. We are now in the year 2022. I'm your host, Sonny Kruger, and with me as usual are my co-hosts, Jamie Wojcik and Tim Morris. What's up, guys? How's it going? A big show today to start off the year of 2022. We got some big comic book news dealing with uh, Doctor Strange, um, Multiverse of Madness trailer, the Batman trailer. We have uh, the Punisher changing his logo up, which has got a lot of people talking. We we will go back to Dreamland, which we haven't gone to for a while. We will have another issue. We will have another segment of Do You Know? And we will be reviewing Superman Annual 11 for the man who has everything. That's right. Such a good issue. And we have Sonny giving his award picks this uh, episode, too, since he was not here for the awards. Yes, yep. I was not here last week. And thank you guys for taking over, doing a great job with the awards. I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed watching the awards. And like I said, I, I was able to make some picks myself of who I believe should get the awards. Ooh. Yeah, I was somehow able to make picks. Yeah. I feel I feel like those are fighting words, man. Like it's like I pick the right ones. Like these people deserve this, not the ones you guys picked. I'm sorry. Yeah. Everybody you guys say. picked is all second best. These yeah. are the best. Yeah, that's why I waited for me to come back. <laughs> well, we will see that we will get to that. We'll give to the awards after we go over the comic book news. But that'd be a good way to start the show off with what we're most excited for in the year of 2022 when it comes to everything comic book related. Any of you guys want to go oh, and take yeah. it away first? I'm excited for Saga to return, which was if anyone caught it was my award for biggest surprise of the year because it was on a two-year hiatus. Um, I'm gearing and ready to see where Dark Ages takes us. Uh, Tom Taylor has knocked that one out of the park. Um, As far as more comic book news in the movie realm, I'm excited just for everything that's coming out this year because now we're back to being spoiled. Um, (laughs) It isn't just one or two movies. I think there's five slated for Marvel for the MCU Marvel that's not counting Sony universe. Um, and we also have, I think two or three movies slated this year for DC and a bunch of spinoffs for HBO max. So, I mean, I, I can't wait for all of it. I mean, I'm especially ready for saga to start back up because I'm a fanboy when it comes to that. If anyone doesn't understand, you guys can watch Sony's uh, mail call of uh, me getting it for, for Christmas, Christmas mail call. <laughs> I enjoyed getting it and I look forward to reading it. Yeah, especially the end. The end got me. Like I was like, he's he, he should just do the promos for Saga from now on. Maybe, maybe that's in my future. We'll we'll see. And I'll keep you guys updated. Right. I think I think what I'm most excited about for the year is uh the the when Dark Knights of Steel finishes. Dark Ages is gonna end too soon for me. Six issues is not enough. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel is cruising at 12 and I'm very very excited for that as far as like uh, TV shows or movies go uh, Moon Knight I am super excited about Moon Knight uh, She-Hulk because uh, wonderful Charlie Cox is supposed to be in there so I'm excited to see that as well Um, Morbius which got pushed back until I think April thanks guys it's a big great show (laughs) (laughs) I want to see Morbius. It looks good. I'm very you guys, every, I can't go one episode. I, I can't wait for this movie to come out and just be done. <laughs> so it's we probably can probably get delayed more. 
I hope there's not a sequel because I'd be so screwed if there's a sequel. Be like, guys, he's getting another one. Let's talk about it for three years. Uh, It'd be good if, as soon as it ends, Morbius will be back in Morbius Two. That's right. This ain't the MCU. We're not doing that. Jamie's triumph. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But no, uh, for for, uh, uh, DC shows that are coming out, Peacemaker uh, has a lot of my attention, and I'm very curious for that. And that one's coming out soon. I don't see a lot of that promoting like i don't I've either seen, i've seen the trailer for it i've seen most of the stuff like that's coming out with it the stills but there's not much promotion on it as far as it goes for the hbo max side which i'm very very shocked we'll see what i've noticed is hbo max does not push their uh licensed property shows comic oh, they, book shows very hard they push justice league snyder cut tell you that right now that's the reason everyone bought it for the most part yeah, but I mean, they they haven't pushed it. Titans, since. yeah, they don't push those. Yeah, they do. I've seen not, more not about as them. much. I've seen season three repeatedly. The promo more than I've seen Peacemaker. And really, and, yeah, I've seen more Peacemaker stuff than Doom Patrol or anything like that. Maybe we'll get Swamp Thing back. Nah, and I wish. No? I nice. wish it would be nice. That that's a beautiful thought you have in your head. <laughs> I have a few of them. I mean that in like a logistic way. Um, oh, but, okay. That'd be nice. Yeah, but it, it would be nice. But it, I, dude, if they did, if they brought that back, it would be my my favorite show. The first season yeah. that, oh well, the only season, um, that was my favorite out of everything that came out of DC Universe. Speaking of Swamp Thing, Sonny, did you ever watch Man Thing? No, I don't remember we did talk about it. I never did get to that. Darn it! So I have to tell you, I saw that preview and I was like, Ugh. no, you've got to watch I've it. I'm watching some other things though. I did uh, finish watching Loki. Okay. Yeah, so and did watch Wonder Woman uh, 84. So you finally just saw that? That came yes. out like four years ago. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet either, so don't feel bad. Oh, so there's I'm I'm ahead of you on one thing and one thing. Yeah. But, Roy uh, Thomas. Yeah. Roy Thomas. But I am excited for. The first thing I had in my notes for things I'm excited for and point blank to is Dark Ages four through six. I am excited to see it finish. Mm-hmm. I'm really into it. This is you know a comic that I'm really invested in. Uh, really enjoyed one through three, so I'm excited to see four through six and how it will come to its conclusion. I'm excited for things we'll be talking about soon. Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse oh, yeah. of Madness, the Batman, and I am excited for if hopefully it comes out. It's scheduled to come out on November fourth. It is the Flash movie. Mm, yeah, that, that's what that was one of the like the three or four movies that is slated that have not been pushed back yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we, we get but... Batman in like two months. Yeah, yeah, uh, end of February, right? March, 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 okay, fourth. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, so two months, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. two months, sir. Almost I, there. I can do math. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, speaking of like. All those crazy things. Um, the multiverse is really kicking off, guys. And with that, we got that Doctor Strange multiverse and madness trailer at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, which if you guys have not yet checked it out, go check out our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Full spoilers. If yep. you haven't seen it already yet, I'm sorry. You guys are living under a rock. Um, it's been out long enough. You should have seen it by now. If Sonny's seen it, then there's no excuse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if, if Sonny was able to make it to go see this movie, you, I have faith in you. That's right. I have faith in anybody now with anything. <laughs> thanks to Sonny, because he made it one day to go see Spider-Man. But back to the original 
uh, portion at hand. The trailer looks amazing. I love the fact that, I don't know if you guys got the reference, but there's that what if uh, cartoon uh, from Disney Plus, the the, the little, the little uh, meme going around where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we've seen this before. And it's the evil Doctor Strange yep. showing up. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens with that. I'm excited to see Scarlet Witch come back. Um, yeah. I want to know how far she progressed off of WandaVision, um, especially with him needing you know, her help and what they have to do for it. Um, I'm also excited because there is a rumor that it is tying into the first X-Men coming through. We've talked MCU. about this. Yeah. Um, I heard uh, not, it wasn't a theory, but it was a, a rumor that uh, we are going to get Storm as Black Panther as a variant. That would make sense, though, because, because they were married. married for a time. Yeah, they were married in the comics, which would make mm-hmm. sense and then bleed in that way. Yeah. Um, but that would be cool. Uh, I thought the trailer was awesome. It, it really piqued my interest as far as if you guys watch Loki, you guys would probably have more understanding with this. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for just, I mean, it, it looks just amazing. So what do you guys think? Well, uh, oh, sorry, Sonny. Go ahead if you want to. No, I was going to say, uh, yeah, speaking of Loki. So now that I've completed Loki. Yeah, finally. Um, yeah, finally. Now, I, I do think, uh, am I hoping that we see Kane the Conqueror in, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I would like to see at yeah. least one iteration of Kane. Hopefully they fight him. Hopefully hopefully we see a better, a more mean Kane than we saw in the show. I um, want the, I want I the want purple the face. The blue yeah. and the purple. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I gotta agree with you there, Sunny. The only thing I want to add to that is I feel like they're gonna tease him at the end and then leave him for Ant uh, Ant Man Quantum Mania. Yeah, yeah, because I've been yeah, like since there's been talk with him and uh, the Ant Man. Yeah, well, he was. I can see him doing the same thing. He was on that crew shirt, so we know he's gonna be in there somewhere. Right. For a second, I thought you were gonna say he was on that cruise. I was gonna say, wait, I don't know that part. (laughs) Yeah, you're like the cruise ships. Were were we invited? (laughs) Was this an exclusive? No. I get seasick very easily. But uh, um, no, uh, with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Sam Raimi doing that, that's that's going to be pretty awesome. You couldn't really see a whole lot of his uh, camera style uh, mm-hmm. in the trailer. But uh, from my understanding, going on to the rumor mill a little bit, the, the evil Doctor Strange that we see at the end of the trailer, the same one that we saw in the what if episodes from what I've heard, he's not necessarily a bad guy in this movie. So I, I, I don't really know how much salt to put in that one, but, but that if that's the case and that's true, that's very interesting. What could be worse than the ultimate form of Dr. Strange, you know? So somebody else has to be worse than that. And I'm very curious to see what that is. It's Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, absolutely. Fully Maguire. Fully Maguire. <laughs> it's pizza time, and then he just you're gonna dances. get some dirt in your eye, yeah. right? Go ahead and make me some more cookies. I'll take some more milk too. Speaking of milk and cookies, though, <laughs> yeah. we did get a gift this year in the form of another Batman trailer. So, Sunny. Yeah, I was surprised that uh, that they released another trailer so fast. Yeah, this one was focused on Batman and Catwoman. And yeah, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to show a little bit, but they showed a lot more. And it seems like it's going to be a lot more action than I thought it originally was going to be. But 
I mean, you know, I didn't want to go too much detail. If anybody wants, you can just check out the trailer themselves. But I think it looks really good. I was already excited for it. I was really pumped for it. I even got already read, uh, you know, Batman Long Halloween, preparing for it. And this new trailer just gets me even more excited for it. And like I said, only March 4th, we only got two months to go. And then actually, I did hear that they're saying that, I'm not sure if it's a rumor or not, but they're saying that HBO Max may possibly get it on there 45 days after it's released. The way oh, that is. they have it all set up. As they will as, like, get it. Yeah. It won't come out same day. No, no, not like what happened last year with all the other movies during the yeah. pandemic. That, that was uh that was a contract thing. Once yeah. that contract was up, uh yeah. now it's it's you, the they same will as, come out 45 days after it's the same thing. I think it's Disney yeah. Plus. Yep, same thing. Yeah. So all those major movies will have to wait 45 days for it to hit the streaming services. Interesting. Uh, what did you guys have any thoughts on the trailer? Uh well to uh to be honest, like with the Batman trailer, Zoe Kravitz, I was not 100% sold on. Uh, her skin color doesn't matter to me. That doesn't bother me. It was uh, her acting chops and ability to pull off a uh, legitimate and honest Catwoman. Uh, with each minor pieces that I see of her in the trailer, I am more and more sold. Uh, and with this trailer, I mean, that that all but seals the deal for me. Just just being able to sit down and watch it will will tell me one way or the other. She looks fantastic. And the chemistry between her and Pattison is uh, is is really good. Uh, Colin Farrell had me sold as Penguin right in the beginning. So, yeah. I mean, just with more that we're seeing in, in Reeves direction style, uh, it just looks really really good and and i have high hopes for it and i hope it does not disappoint me when i see it yeah nice well okay so you guys ready for this i waited for everyone to go i didn't even say a word didn't try to like jump in because there's one thing that bothers me about this trailer okay it's not bad it's not bad but my guy it got my like brain turning which is very hard to do um there's a scene in the trailer where uh you hear the voice of uh, Robert Pattinson talking to Alfred, which is Andy Circus. Circus, yeah. Claw um, from the MCU. Yeah. So there he's talking to him, but he's holding his Wayne uh, uh, family <laughs> ring. And as he's doing that, he's talking to Alfred saying, everything you told me is a lie. And he's like, I only did it to protect you. Court of Owls? My thought process is that I'm hoping this is the Sean Murphy version of Batman, because later on, when you get into Curse of the White Knight, you learn more about the Wayne family and who Bruce Wayne is. Hmm. And I, it, it's got it, it, that line was in uh, Curse of the White Knight. So that's I put I, I I might be reaching here, I mean, but it was funny to me that we were getting like all these Batman characters in the Flash movie. We have all these, and then we just automatically get Robert Pattinson and Batman. I don't know no if it's reason. so much. I don't know if it's so much of a reach though, because I mean, like like with a line like that, my first thought is Court of Owls. Um, yes, because, that is also true because the Waynes were involved in that, but. But uh, White Knight, any of the events in there, uh, absolutely. <clears throat> and if they use that as inspiration for whatever they put in the movie, that would be amazing. Although a little disappointing because I would rather see Murphy's stuff in animated form than I would 
being used as inspiration for any part of live action. I think yeah, his stuff does. Either way, I, I know. Thing. I know. Once I heard that line, I got all like jittery, and I felt my skin <laughs> crawl for a minute. I was like, "Ooh, like this could be something happening." So, but yeah, that, that's my process, my thought process. But overall, I thought the trailer was great. Um, I'm eating my own words for those out there that I always made fun of Robert Pattinson's Batman doesn't sparkle. Batman sparkles in a way that no one can redeem right now. He's doing great in the trailers. He's done so much more than Twilight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. I, was, I, I didn't watch anything until after he was ba- uh, like casted. Yeah. It was kind of something we've had this conversation with like Keith on the, I think it was on Censored episode where yeah. no one knew. Everyone thought Heath Ledger was going to be a horrible Joker. Everyone thought ba- Ben Affleck was going to be a horrible Batman. He turned out to be the best Bruce Wayne we've had, you know. Um, But, you know, then again, like I said, I didn't see any of his independent stuff. And then once I started watching his independent stuff, I was like, okay, he's Batman. Well, speaking of people being superheroes, how about uh, Wonder Woman in Shazam, Fury of the Gods? So with that, uh, it was a rumor for a little while that uh, Gail Gadot, Gadot, however you say her last name. uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, In uh, Murder in the Nile or whatever the new movie is coming out. She was going to make an appearance, a minor appearance in uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, that I think is all but confirmed now. Uh, it's, it's not a hundred percent confirmed, but it's all but confirmed. And her being in that movie makes absolutely perfect sense. Uh, because Fury of the Gods, number one, uh, and with Wonder Woman and her backstory and history and, and things like that, that it just fits in there. And with Black Adam coming out and all that stuff, it, it would be disappointing if she wasn't there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Sonny? Yeah, I think it'd be good and a nice addition to the movie. Like, you know, Shazam, uh, the first one was very successful. It was a very good movie, but it'd be nice to see, uh, you know, Shazam uh, reenact or enact with other characters. It'd be nice to see Shazam deal with Wonder Woman and everybody else and mm-hmm. start to feel like I said, hopefully we get to see Black Adam deal with Shazam as well. So I'm hoping that we see Wonder Woman and yeah. Shazam Fear of the Gods. How about you, Jamie? I, I mean, it only makes sense to me. That she's inferior to the gods, especially if we're talking about like, you know, that era of the gods. Um, I feel like kind of what you said, Sonny, where it's like kind of want to see Black Adam, but I think he's gonna be in the after credit. Mm-hmm. Leading into the third movie, that's who's primary villain's gonna be. Um, I do think that having Wonder Woman adds some flair because you know they're still trying. Everyone thinks the DCU is broken, but it obviously isn't because they're still coming out with movies. Um, but as far as other characters, you know, villains are concerned, I hope they have a Mr. Mind again. Like I do. It, when I saw that in theater, I was losing it. I was like, oh my God, he's here. But um, no, I, I think it's going to be uh, a great movie. And I hope nothing but the best to see more reoccurring characters. See, with DC, I I like you said, they're not they're not broken. I think they're just spread really thin. Yes. And uh, like water they, thin. Like they they want to keep their properties as individual as possible and just have it be have the overlying thing of it being all in a shared universe where Marvel treats it like a TV show in two and a half hour episodes and put their characters everywhere. That's why it works so well, because that's what people want to see. They want to see these 
characters interact with each other. DC tries very hard to keep them separate and only bring them together when needed. Unite. Yeah, exactly. It's not a symbol. Unite. (laughs) This stands for hope. Hope. Mm -hmm. Like a stream. It's an S. It stands for Superman. (laughs) Um, But no, uh, you know, with everything going on, though, like trailer movie wise, there is great news. We do have a new uh, hero coming out. And it's been confirmed that August 18th, 2023, we are getting Blue Beetle. Um, now, as always, when you hear a date that comes out for something, don't take it with a grain of salt. Because something might change. Um, so definitely, I'm excited for it. Jaime Reyes, it's going to be great. Um, especially All when you speculator buyers get your first issues now. Yeah. Oh, Jamie Froze. Jamie Froze. So, Sonny, how do you feel about it? Uh, well, I am excited for it, and then um, I actually have his first appearance. Yeah, you know, I'm not somebody who has any first. Yes, I do. So, I'm looking forward to the the value when they going up. It's not like I'm going to sell it or anything, but just so I could brag and say I have it. Yeah, right on. But, I hear that. Yeah, but it should be good. Like I said, I mean, obviously, there's still a lot to learn about it. We haven't seen a trailer or anything, but it should be good. I nice. think it's I think it's exciting to to have him as the Blue Beetle uh, and not uh, Ted Cord. Uh, Jamie is returning. There he is. He is returning. There he is. He's back <laughs> for the multiverse. Can't hear you, buddy. <laughs> but you're muted. Uh, but but yeah, um, I I am excited for him to come in as part of the DCEU. Uh, Ted Cord, I'd love ah, to I'm see. Back. He's my favorite Blue Beetle. But uh, with with who they're gonna have as the current blue beetle with the, with the scarab stuff and all that stuff. I get that. I understand it. And I'm as excited about that as anything. I just want to see blue beetle and booster gold get together. Yes. Sorry, Jamie, you, you froze. We talked and now you're, no, you're, you're you're totally, you guys are totally fine. (laughs) I don't know what happened on that aspect. I'm kind of checking the internet as we go. Uh It was working fine. You got, yeah, pulled into the multiverse there, Jamie. There you yeah. go. The, the time paradox. Hey, before, like I said, uh, I don't know if it was the pre show or when we started this, you said I got froze, it looked like for a little bit. Yep. And then now, now you've been taken. Tim, it's your turn next. I, yes. I am going to stand on that hill and say that you were lost in thought and you were so enthralled by what Jamie was talking about that you had to give your complete undivided attention. Yes, that's totally what happened. It, exactly. <laughs> Just just seeing this again broke him. <sighs> but no, well, uh, I was I was just gonna say that I was excited for it. Um so guys, I will be right back. I'm gonna take a quick time out. I gotta go run and check on something, so I'll be right back. All right. That's fine. Sonny, why don't you go ahead and tell us about uh this new thing that's gonna be filming in Chicago that you may or may not be going after the starring role in. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, the starring role, uh, <laughs> if I do go for the starring role, it would be me against Michael Fassbender. But oh, well, there the you show, go. there is a movie called The Killer, will be filming in Chicago February 18th through March 18th. And it is um, set up based on the French comic book of the same name called The Killer. And Michael Fassbender is set to play the, the main character and is set to be directed by David Fincher. So that'd be really interesting. interesting. Yeah, like it just it'll be good just to watch, I think. But he said if it's in Chicago, I want to at least get some kind of work on it. So for anybody watching this that doesn't know, Sonny does background acting in television shows, and you've even been background actor in some movies before, right? 
Yeah, usually, uh, it's actually always been like TV shows, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess they haven't, they don't really shoot too many movies here. I mean, there, yeah. there are, but more of the places like, you know, Los Angeles, obviously, and then New York, and even Atlanta, <laughs> movies, but we get more so, TV shows. So you're going to try and do, uh, try and get a background part in this, right? Yeah. I'll try yeah. To something. I want to see the and top of Sonny's head again. Obviously. Yeah. It's in the bigger, he, he, maybe, maybe I'll get shot again. Maybe I hope to get shot. That again. would be wonderful. Like Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a shot and I hope I'd live again. Hey, how about my guy is the one who moves? That, that's wonderful, uh, Sonny. Yeah, yeah, you see that guy right there that just twitched like 32 times in a row? That's me. <laughs> I want to kill stick me. out. Maybe I'm excited to the beard for and get just a mustache again. I, I want to see you in the movie and be able to point at the tiny head walking in the background and be like, you see that? You see the top of that head? I know that guy. Yeah, he hosts our podcast. He, he's yeah. he's kind of a big deal, like bigger than yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they said the killer, but they said yeah, based on a comic book, uh, a French comic book. So they should be cool when whenever the movie is finished filming and when it does come out. And I'm sure Michael Fassbender do will do a great job. I mean, he, I thought he did a phenomenal job as Magneto. I've seen him in other movies, and he's uh, a great actor. Glorious Bastards, yeah, uh, is his dramatic. Uh, role in that that was absolutely fantastic and, yeah yeah and if he does anything like that in this one then it, it, it's it's a hit for me absolutely yeah. he's somebody i'm hoping to see on set it'd be cool just yeah. to see him just yeah to, they do tell you not to speak to like the, the big actors or anything but just to say like oh i saw him you know don't look in their general direction yeah. look up and around and i mean you can't be within 50 feet of his uh smell <laughs> I'll, I'll that, try to do my best. Like, bender smell. We we got to run really guys. fast, and I'll be like, "Does this make you think of anybody? You know, maybe your son, <laughs> since you Magneto." Man, and then I get thrown off set. Oh my god! Moving on. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of that, speaking of getting thrown out and things, uh, one might say maybe I could run as fast as a horse. But Tim, you have some news about a dark. Dark Horse. It, it seems to be the season to sell, uh, and I don't like that. So uh, we talked about it a couple podcasts ago about IDW losing Transformers and G.I. Joe, uh, possibly to Skybound. Well, uh, Dark Horse Comics is reportedly looking for a buyer, and that is super duper unfortunate. So I'm going to read you a little bit from the article on comicbook.com just to give you guys an idea. And this was written by Russ uh, Burlingame. And what it says is Dark Horse Comics, uh, we all know as the company that published properties like Sin City and Hellboy and things of that nature, is reportedly hiring an advisor and are looking to weigh options that could include a sale. And uh no other details about that, about how seriously they're taking the process. But I mean, if you think about it, uh, Umbrella Academy uh, was doing really, really well on Netflix. I think they're they're going into season three. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And uh, Disney is returning some aspects of the Star Wars license back to Dark Horse. And that makes good sense because you're 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 flooding the marvel market with with star wars stuff and as good as they want to try and make it or as good as it has been dark horse did it better and they were able to give it the type of attention that it needed and even grew the wanderer uh that uh 
that property, the animation rights have been sold to Did I Er Productions. And, you know, so Dark Horse is a super big deal. So I don't understand why they would potentially be looking for a buyer. Um, I don't think they should do it. I, I think they're they're going in the right direction, licensing off properties and bringing in revenue that way. Uh, they're, they're, they're comic books. We don't really hear a whole lot from them, uh, aside from Hellboy and and things like that and Umbrella Academy and all that stuff. So, I mean, they, they could push a little bit on that end, but I don't think things are drastic enough at Dark Horse to warrant uh, even entertaining the idea of a sale. But then again, I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes or anything like that. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope Dark Horse continues to stay independent because they're one of the larger independent titles or company producers out there, and I want them to stay that way. Jamie? Yeah, I'm hoping so too. What do you think, Jamie? Oh, yeah, I definitely want them to stay independent. They've, they've had a lot of success um, in their own right. Uh, it, it's, it's hard. I know a lot of independents that try to go somewhere else to make a better name, maybe publishing reasons, uh, publications. But, I mean, as far as Dark Horse is concerned, I thought they could do well on their own, and I hope they continue to do uh, well. Uh, like we said, Umbrella Academy – um dark hellboy. horse hellboy that's yeah i was about to bring them up too yeah um they they have a lot of great properties and to lose those potential not lose them but give them to somebody else to have in their hands we you don't know if it's going to be the greatest thing you've ever done or if it's going to be the worst decision in someone right. else's hands well, I mean look, look at what marvel has with uh aliens and predator now they were powerhouses at dark horse and they sold very very well and they were allowed to be the type of comic books that they needed to be which was mature comic books for adult readers and uh them being in marvel now i mean they're, they're going to be watered down it's, think of it like wrestling you know, you had the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era was amazing yeah. for WWE, but then they come into the Superstar Era again, or the glitz and glamour, and it's all watered down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I don't want that to happen to Hellboy or Concrete or anything like that. Don't make them PG. No PG Era for us. Thank you, guys. Mm -mm. Yeah. I'll just say, so you no, know, Jamie, you've now been switched. I see on Twitch, you are now on the bottom. Oh no! <laughs> You're the bottom one now. Uh, I like it down but, here. It's warm. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, so I was doing some research on the uh, Embracer Group, the one that's looking to buy Dark Horse possibly. And Embracer Group is a Swedish video game company, and they are the parent company to THQ Nordic. Okay. So. Well, both THQ and Nordic aren't really around anymore. Need I remind people of what happened when a video game company purchased a comic book company back in the 90s? Valiant, anybody that they turned into acclaimed comics and what mm -hmm. happened there? It uh, burned in a fire and was put out with a watery uh, napkin. Yeah, no, don't do that. Video game company, do not buy Dark Horse, please. Right. Dark Horse, we're all hoping that you stick around <laughs> and you don't sell. No. Right. Yeah, but wouldn't they just, uh, pun intended, kick ass? Ooh. Ooh. If they didn't sell, it would be. Yes, yes. If it didn't work with the transition, it wouldn't have worked at all. Um, but yeah, kick ass is getting a big reboot, and this comes from uh, the director originally. Um, I know 
that they've been talking about it for a long time. They wanted another installment of Kick-Ass. Um, I know I the name always escapes me. He just got uh, a couple months ago, got told he was going to be Craven. Aaron Taylor Johnson. There you go. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, don't know if he's reprising his role or not, or if there's anything that's going to happen with him as a you know mentor or whatnot. That's kick-ass. I am so but, disappointed in that casting. You were like four I'm, months too late. I know, and, and, and you I'm know, I just still found stupid. out right now. <laughs> I didn't realize he was going to play uh, Craven. We talked about it. Sonny, we on the show on this together because it is not yeah. good casting. Did you know who would be a good Craven? Me, uh, Jason Momoa. I get behind get the beer. <laughs> yeah. But no, Sonny, we we actually this was talked about about a couple months ago when the news broke about it because remember, it yeah, it was with you, unless it was with Tim, but Tim doesn't even remember either. Maybe my mind. I don't it. remember what happened <laughs> yesterday. People keep throwing stuff at the door, um, kids, but uh. No, they it's been had, a while, uh, a few months. I've, I guess I've forgotten a few things. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but no, he's uh, I don't know how to explain him. I think it's I think it's gonna be uh, something better. But other than that, like I said, it, it it's it can is only he go coming back into kick ass. Is it like is that for sure or? I, it hasn't been confirmed. So. Yeah. But I'm going to let you guys talk about this. I'm going to go check out what's going on outside the room real fast. Fair enough. Okay. Sonny, we need to talk about him being cast as Craven once we discuss this uh, news business about Kick-Ass. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that. Uh, but with Kick-Ass, I did see that uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, she did say she would be on board to do yep. Kick-Ass 3. I don't know if she'd be on board to do the a whole reboot, but she did say she would be very interested to do a third one. I would love to see her come back as Hit Girl. I think that she blew that role out of the water uh, in the first Kick-Ass and even in the second. So I yeah. would love to see her come back as an adult and do that for the third. That would be phenomenal. Yeah, I don't care yeah. what anybody says about her. I think she's a good actor. She does a really good job. And uh, I'd love to see her come back for number three. Yeah. Or, or the I reboot think, even. Yeah. And even for me, I'd say that's like what I first remember her from is, is the kick ass movies. Like, like for me, that's like what made her. Watching a 12 year old run around and cut people's heads right off yeah. and cuss like a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we watching the same movie here? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are good. So we, we will see what happens with that. But like you said, yeah, we're craving uh, the hunter. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I guess, maybe if, it seems like if he's going to play him, then I think they're going to try to do a thing like, oh, he's younger. This is before, as opposed to Craven being a more mature man. I can get that, but he, no, he was good in Godzilla because he didn't talk a whole lot. And he was great in Kick-Ass because he didn't he talk fit, a whole lot. <laughs> that's right. Because he fit the role perfect for Kick-Ass. For Craven the Hunter, uh, he is not, to me, an intimidating uh, version of Craven. I, I, even if they go the younger route, no, give it to Momoa, give it to Magdaliano or whatever his name is, the guy that was going to play Deathstroke, the DD enthusiast. Heck, yes. give it to Vin Diesel, give him Craven mm. the Hunter. We don't need to hear about family. Yeah, I was just saying, we need a lot of family talk, <laughs> right? There you go. I, I would even take Jared family. Leto as Craven the Hunter over Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, that's wow. just a horrible casting decision. 
Sorry, we'll see. over. Jared Leto does change himself, about- so he would get. I'm sure he'd get buff, and he. Would oh my god! Definitely get the role, man. The I, I, just I miss that. Always role. changes to get any role. I'm so glad I missed all that. No, my, he, my little, he's a method actor too. So, but my little cousin was playing games and uh, not hitting the door, and then leaving like notes, being like, "You are next," uh, <laughs> like on my floor, and I was like, because I thought one, I thought one of the kids was like getting mad and throwing stuff outside the door, and it was her being, you know, her. So, can you stop him in the middle of the show? <laughs> it was great you're though. Right. It was it was like it said, "Be careful." You're next. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's like even the kids are trying to creep me out. This is great. Well, if something happens and you're suddenly missing, we'll know. Oh, he's okay. It's just. Oh no! If dead. I go, if I go missing, send the search squad because you probably did kill me. Speaking um, of stuff going missing, though, what about Punisher's old logo? Oh, guys. Well, it's been a big talk for a while, and you know I'm a huge Punisher fan, and I know you guys are too. Uh, the Punisher's logo is changing, especially obviously we know there's been so much talk, there's so much controversy around it, and, and a lot of different kinds of people want to use it. People who don't really, uh, I'm pretty sure there are many people who have never read a Punisher comic book who use it and they want I to have. use it for this and that. Uh, we, we've all read Punisher comic like We are true fans. And even me yes. too, you know. On our very first show, I wore a Punisher shirt. And people, oh, do you still like wearing Punisher clothes? Oh, you can remember the very first thing you wore. Punisher shirt. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a huge fan. I'm not going to let it. No matter who else wears it or they do this or anything with politics, I'm a Punisher fan. I'm always going to love the character. But yes, the logo is changing. And a new Punisher series set to come out in March. It is set to be a 13-issue series. Each issue is set to be oversized, too. It's supposed really? to go from Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to go from March of this year to April of next year. Wow. And especially the Punisher is working. He's supposed to be an overlord for the hand. He's going to be working for yeah. them, and that's why his logo was changed. Does and this do, tie into Dark Reign at all? Like with what's going on there? Does it tie I into that? Think th- I think it's going to be its own series. Okay. I'm, not, like, I'm not 100% sure, but it it's going to be its own series. So maybe. I'm going to look into that because I, I, I think I read somewhere that it ties into Dark Reign. I could be wrong. But... Yeah. Either. Well, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. What do you guys think about Punisher's logo changing? I uh, have my own opinions on this. Uh, okay, okay. First off, uh, changing the Punisher's logo is not a bad idea. And uh, for the reasons why they're doing it in the title, it, it makes sense, right? Um, now, like like what you said before about people using Punisher's logo that have never so much as read a Punisher comic book a day in their life. It's like the same type of people that put Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes on the back of their truck that's 10 times taller than the world uh, peeing on some logo. They have no idea what they're doing. And, and anybody that idolizes the Punisher as a, a symbol to put on the back of your truck, you know, to, to signify... Uh, rebellion, et cetera, et cetera, obviously have no idea what they're talking about because the Punisher, even in the comic books, when they made uh, the mention of him talking to the police officers, you know, they had the Punisher logo. Hey, we want to get a picture of you. He's like, do you realize what I do? Do you know what I'm out there doing right now? And you want to idolize me for doing that? Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, them changing the logo for in the comic book, it makes sense. It's not going to be a permanent change either. It's only going to be for the run of that series. And then they're going back to the standard 
uh, Punisher logo, which is which is cool too. Either way, I, I like the way the new logo looks. I just don't like how, like you said, Sonny, how people uh, take something like that and they turn it into something that it's not and it ruins it for the rest of us. Jamie? Oh, yeah, definitely. It, uh, I think with changing it, it's not a bad idea as long as it's reverting back. That way you can get an idea of where you can play with that character they do it a lot with like when they do elseworld type stories um and but you see some of that gain influence into later issues um i don't know how much it is going to affect when you change the logo of somebody that you've known for years and years but it could tweak up the logo a little bit and make it a new stylistically i mean if you think about it even with character create like uh character design there's so many times, even if you look at like the MCU when it started, a lot of Iron Man looked like Robert Downey Jr. And then it changed. And then when, you know, uh, Captain America was Chris Evans, kind of looked like Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. But they took a lot of aspects of those characters, brought them in. Um, same thing with, you know, logos or power sets or they, you can dabble, but they don't want to go too far. And I don't think they're, they're going to go too far on this one. Well, see, it's like I explained to my son. My son is 10 years old and he was able to grasp this concept because we had watched uh, The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield and uh, they had done those drastic changes to the suit, which a lot of people hated. Well, my son, not knowing anything about all that, he was like, I like the suit. I think the suit looked cool. And I talked to him and I said, and I explained to him, I was like, with, with characters, with certain things, you just can't do that drastic of a change and expect people to like it. Like you said, Jamie, certain things you can dabble around in and mess around with, but other things have to remain as similar to the original as possible. Spider-Man suit being one, the S shield behind me being another and Punisher's logo being one of those also. Yeah. I mean, actually I think the new logo looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason it keeps reminding me of a, uh... Shao Kahn in uh, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> but I almost would have liked it for somebody else. I'm like, oh, I'm like the Punisher. We already know who he is. I like his skull. I would have liked to have somebody else have that logo, but I still, like I said, so I will say I do think it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I almost think at the end of the series or something, he'll eventually pull his old logo back and then we'll see it again. And yeah, it does get people talking. I mean, like I said, we're talking about it. A lot of people online have been talking about it. So this is definitely an anticipated series that has come out yeah, in March. We'll see what happens with that, with the Punisher. And there's some more news in the Marvel Universe. Tim, take us back to 1988. Oh, so uh, Marvel... You were what, like 86 in 1988? <laughs> so Marvel is finally doing uh, the Miracle Man character that was partially created by Alan Moore Justice, and they're going to do the omnibus for all of Alan Moore's work for Miracle Man. I, I think that it's, they're missing like one issue during the, the initial run, and then they've got all the stuff that was coming out that, that came out before the, the self-titled issue was there and they take it all the way up to alan's last issue i hope they do neil gaiman stuff because that takes the character in a whole nother direction but uh yeah i'm excited about this miracle man is is not a favorite of mine but he's an intriguing character of mine it's a character that that i uh have read enough of 
but I haven't read the whole series and things like that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this because this is something that I want to sit down and read, reread the stuff that I've read before and go further into things that I haven't seen. Cool. They say, yeah, because he's a character that I'm not too familiar with. So when mm-hmm. I heard about it, I was like, oh, I was interested to hear what you wanted to say about it. And until I'd like to start reading some, uh, like, you know, Alan Moore's work is great. And then to see Miracle Man, like, it's a, a character who's not really known, does get much attention. There's a reason why he's like one of the greatest comic writers of the modern era. And uh, Miracle and Man is... Uh, that aside, yes. <laughs> but... Sometimes that helps with the, uh, you know... Miracle a crazy man. story and a crazy person miracle right. man is is half of the reason why his his writing is as good as it is because and and alan moore is well known for taking old characters and revitalizing them and turning oh, yeah. them into his his own uh creation using that property so yeah, that was definitely with Miracle Man. When I saw the uh, the story, like everything break, and I was like, "You guys got the wrong publisher," because I was thinking Mr. Miracle. <laughs> uh, when you guys posted it, I was like, "What?" Um, but no, yeah, Miracle Man. I'm kind of, I kind of know a little bit about, but not like I'm not in depth. Kind of like what Sonny said. It's like I want to know more, so mm-hmm. I think this would be a great starting point. Yeah, oh um, yeah, especially with Alan Moore. Like, yeah, the guy was nuts, but he's written some great stuff too. Well, they had put out some trades and hardcovers for miracle man early. They are super hard to find. I think they put out like the first six or 12 issues uh, in, in trade, like right after they got the rights to miracle man and then they stopped. And now with this news that the omnibus is coming out, that is very excellent to hear. Yes. It's, it's great news. Um, But there's not so great news. Um, I gotta talk about Morbius. I think it's funny that Sonny gave this new I know. segment to I you. This <laughs> it is the worst thing. Like, thanks for coming back, buddy. We're kicking off the year with you know the best you possible the rumor. You mentioned the rumor, so I'm like, okay. Yeah, think, but you didn't I have think to. Jamie really wants to talk about one. this. <laughs> no, I didn't want to talk about Morbius himself. I want I want to talk about all the things Andrew Garfield's supposed to be in. Oh, yeah. here you go. Yeah. So we're not gonna talk about Morbius now. <laughs> Um, but no, Morbius got delayed again. Um, Andrew Garfield's supposed to be in it though, which is something that I am excited for. Uh, they're finally giving him justice. Um, now that they've finally seen what his acting chops were like with uh, No Way Home, I feel like they opened the door for him and we're like, you know, come back, we want you. Yeah, um, so yeah, it, it's definitely uh, something great to see. Um, it, it talks with Venom. Uh, I believe there's even being part of the Craven storyline from what they were showing. Um, so it's Sony's Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. oh, and across the uh, Spider-Verse too, he was supposed to, yeah, supposed to voice in there too. Nice. So it, it's it's nonstop for the guy. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it is true. I'm hoping it's true. I would like to see Spider-Man in. Uh, Morbius, rather, if he, whichever Spider-Man it is, so the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is more than fine with me. Like, so now I'm, I'm hoping that, so I'll be a <laughs> bit disappointed if I watch the movie and he's not in there. But yeah, with the delay, how it's now it's turning to April. It makes uh, sense though; they're pushing it back another three months, and yeah. that's usually the amount of time they need to do reshoots and editing and uh, graphics and 
whatever else they do, adding audio to to moving pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is actually, and this is actually the seventh time that Morbius has been delayed. This New movie Mutants. better rocket us to yeah. the moon. <laughs> That's Mutants, all I gotta say. The New Mutants was delayed five times, and it seemed like that was so much. And now Morbius has actually beaten it with seven God. times delayed. I get it though. I get it. The the studio has put so much money into making this movie and they want it to do good. But but the thing is with with Sony Spider-Verse movies, the only one the only one that's that's worth anything is uh uh Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. You know, Venom, come on guys, Venom's not as good as we wanted it to be, and Let There Be Carnage was an abysmal failure. Um the the Toby Maguire stuff, Spider Man One and Spider Man Two are great. Spider Man Two is a tentpole in what a superhero film should be. Um, but the Andrew Garfield stuff, go watch Amazing Spider Man again and tell me if that holds up now versus then. Uh, the Amazing Spider Man Two, however, is really awesome, uh, and you need to watch that again. But but yeah, uh, whoa. Jamie oh. is shining bright. <laughs> Get that white balance going there, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, seeing Andrew Garfield uh, in Morbius uh, alongside the Oscar winner, Jared Leto, uh, would be amazing to see. I like how we ended every time with Morbius when I come back. Sonny, uh, you want to talk about some uh, yeah. CC Gambit? That's right. Yeah, so uh, speaking of Marvel, we go to Chris Claremont is set to write the new series of her Gambit. <clears throat> and, you know, if you're an X-Men fan like me, you're probably a big fan of Gambit. And you're probably a big fan of Chris Claremont. So I'm really excited to see what will happen in this series that is set to be Gambit and set to be written by Chris Claremont. And the artist is said to be Sid Kodian or Sid Koshin. I'm too sure how to pronounce that, but yeah, it should be really good. Uh, the one picture we saw online in the in the article was um you see gambit and you see it looks like the kid storm and for those of you who like who've read x-men and in the uncanny x-men and gambit's debut was the time when storm was reverted back to being a child yeah. and this is almost what it looks like it looks like in the picture it looks like storm is like her itself well see claremont when when he uh, was doing that other x title uh, story that he was doing for Excalibur that was like an in-between story that took place in between issues from back in the day is that what this Gambit uh, series is going to be is kind of like a fill-in for things that happened up to Gambit's uh, first appearance or it could be that because actually when like because yeah when Gambit first debuted it was like mainly like a two issue or two part issue and in there, it was showing there was time passing by. Right. So this, like you said, Tim, it could be that. It could be that this series is about Gambit and Storm's time going to mm-hmm. different countries. And he was teaching her a lot of things. And they both uh, learned how to pickpocket together. And yeah, so if there is the uh, case, then it should be really good. Right on. Yeah, I dude, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, Chris Claremont coming back. Like, he already had that X-Men Legends. Uh was it like yeah, Legends? He had that one story they did. Um, yeah. It's good to see him come back, and especially with a Gambit story. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be an awesome. I think I believe like when I read it, it was six issues or something like that. It was gonna be. Is that series. what it's gonna be? I think it's gonna be a uh, mini series. Yeah. 
which like I said, if it fits in between his first two, then it's going to be great. Well, I mean, Claremont is the Stan Lee of X-Men. So, you know, what, what Stan Lee did for X-Men up until uh, Claremont took that book, I mean, nobody can surpass that. So I'm very curious to see what he's going to do here with uh, the Jared Leto series, or I mean, the Gambit series. Very, very funny. <laughs> very, very, very funny. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. We, we had to mention, yeah, because he had to be mentioned. Yes. I know. He always does. But on more somber news, uh, we do have an unfortunate passing, and that is Mark Taylor. Uh, and Oh, look, you, you got one right. I did, because his name is right here on my phone, so I can see it. It was also on the show notes when you first read it. (laughs) Uh, That is very true. Uh, We'll get to why I missed his name up here in a minute. But uh, (laughs) Mark Taylor, uh, the gentleman that uh, was a toy creator, is that right? And he helped design and create toys for the Masters of the Universe line and the original TMNT line has passed away and he has passed away at the age of 80. Uh, we all grew up with those toys. I can remember having uh, Masters of the Universe stuff. My brother had a lot of the He-Man stuff in Castle Grayskull. I had the bad guys. I had Skeletor until next time and uh, all of that stuff in Snake Mountain uh, and uh, with with the Ninja Turtles, we all had the Ninja Turtle stuff, and and those are iconic figures. You know, yeah. they they don't create figures like that. They they put out replicas of them, but you'll never see a figure line like that again. McFarlane, what he's doing aside, yeah, that that's something totally different. Yeah, and I don't think toys are beloved as much as they were back then, especially now. Mm-hmm. There's so much, you know, so many video game systems, so many games on, on the phone. Yeah. You know, we were kids. We grew up, we loved playing with toys. And like I said, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, those yeah. are toys many people loved. And actually, he created those legendary toys. And when I looked it up, it said that um, within two and a half years, those toys sold almost 70 million toys. Yeah. So just yeah. how many, how loved those toys were. Just those two. They were amazing, though. And that, that was back at a time when, when they were using cartoons, comic books, and toys to market each other. And it worked, by God, because every time we went in the grocery store, at least with my parents or whatever, uh, Dad, five bucks, G.I. Joe, Tim, yeah, go ahead, pick one out. How about these two? I'll do dishes for a week. <laughs> Dude, you, you, you couldn't go into the store and not pick out those toys or see those toys you know what i mean and now us as adults we want them all back yeah still still trying so hard (laughs) i think i may i may still have a shredder somewhere in my in my shed i may have one of the old uh shredder in a shred with uh shredding in his shed (laughs) that's just rude you don't yes maybe i'll have Uh, to dig from the vault and pick out some old toys jamie how do you feel about the passing of roy thomas like I said, it, it's sad because of the fact that it's just nostalgia and memories that really brings everything to light. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a difficult one. Um, God, like, just just thinking of, like, all the old, like, we were talking about TMNT, like, how it could mm-hmm. it stemmed from a figure to a show. You know, stuff like that. You think of how all those actions, like, figures you had as a kid or your parents had as a kid, 
and how they transcended into something much more than what it was. Well, I mean, they've got the the reissues of the Masters of the Universe line out in stores now. Like the old mm-hmm. ones, they didn't have the articulation in the elbows or the knees. These ones do. So, I mean, right. it's 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 still the same design and everything, but with the articulation. But it's like you were saying, you know, when, when you take your kids into the store and they see those things. And that makes you remember when you were a kid doing the same thing that they're doing to you. Yeah, and it's it's great to see still happening. Like, if you could find certain action figures in stores, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he, he he's definitely one of those pioneers of it. And it's it it's a tough loss in that field. Like, a hundred percent. Yeah, and that concludes our comic news for the week for our first week of twenty twenty two. And then now I move things over. Like, so we uh, we didn't I didn't want to start the show off just me talking so that's when we got to what we're excited for so now i was going to tell you guys a little bit about how i missed last week you know just to start off 20 which is to finish 2021 because you know i really wanted to be here but uh there was a lot going on and you know i thank you guys for being on a great show and doing the awards that was a lot of fun i wish you could have been there for that but i understand why you weren't yeah so i'll go into that a little bit if the last year, uh, the last week of 2021 was pretty much like, like my year of 2021. I had some of my highest of highs and some of my lowest of lows throughout 2021. I do want to quickly tell you guys that the Codex podcast has definitely been a very high high for me in 2021. You know, it's it's meant so much to me. We've had so much fun doing this, mm-hmm. Jamie. You and I, we've we've butted heads more in the last six months than we've ever had, but we've become closer than we ever have been. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and normally the butting heads is only creativity wise. It's nothing like, yeah, it hasn't been it's anything like, like you're it's always just about the passion for the work. Yeah. It's never yeah. been anything like, and by the end of our conversation, we're like, yeah, we screwed up. Let's fix this. Yeah. I and mean, we always do. Yeah. Come on stronger. And Tim, you came out of nowhere. Who would have thought I did not. That's one thing I could definitely say with 2021. I never expected. Oh, I'm going to have a, I'll make a great, great friend yes. from a whole other state. So Tim, you know, you've come into our life and you've become one of us, man. You know, well, I mean, they've joined us. We all talk on a regular basis outside of work now. You know, it's it's not so much calling about, hey, let's talk about work for a minute. It's calling and saying, hey, how's it going? How's the family? How's the wife? How's the kids? You know what I mean? And I like you said, I I never thought I'd have two brand new best friends that uh, I can sit and talk about my life. And you guys know my kids and my kids love you guys. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So glad to have you guys. And uh, so, like I said, I was saying the, the year ended, like my whole year's been on Christmas. It was a, a great day, great, happy, great Merry Christmas for me. So I had to make a, a mail call and everything for you guys. Thank you for the mm-hmm. gifts. You're welcome. And thank you for the review. Yeah. That was the best review of 2021 ever, mm-hmm. hands down. And uh, to finish off the day, though, I decided to do it. You've heard me mention my Maria. I'm always talking about her. We live together. And I finally took a chance and I stopped pinning it off for tomorrow. And I asked her to marry me and she said, yes. So I'm officially engaged. Sunny's off the market, Tim. <laughs> yes. uh, I am fresh on the market, like a day old steak. So ladies. I mean, is it yeah, we're going to add that out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a few day, literally two days later, I had gotten some really bad news that my, my dog slash brother, who 
who's been on the show a couple of times, a couple of times he's joined me on the couch. My Dexter was doing, he was very ill and he could not walk anymore. He has lymphedema in his legs, but he, he was pretty much done. And the vet was even saying, if you want, you could euthanize him. And we said, we'll give it a few days. Me and my mom said, we'll give him a few days. And it seemed like it was going to be the end. So I let you guys know, I, I, I can't do the show. I was a wreck. And then, you know, so I was with him and literally um, I was like, okay, this is going to be it. So I spent a lot of time there. And I told him, I said, you know, Dexter, if you're done, just, just relax and everything will be okay. You'll be all right. And I said, but if you got something in you, if you're not done, show us, show us a sign that you're not ready to go yet. And that night I, I'm a man of faith and I prayed hard that night. And I said, God, please, I'm not ready to lose not yet. Please give him another chance. Please let him have some more time here. And the next day he, my Dexter was up, he was walking, he was running, he was barking, he was going to his food. A miracle happened and we said, he's not done. So I'm very glad to say Dexter is here. He is alive and we're all doing good. We're happy. And tomorrow is actually Dexter's birthday. Uh, on January 6th, he turns 11. Wow. And, you know, with everything going on, that made me just say, I just got to enjoy. I'll do my best to enjoy every single day. You never know what could happen. So, yeah, so that was how my year ended. And I, I, do, I make sure to watch uh, the awards. So I had these cool awards to watch. Yes. For the next podcast we, to finish we had fun. off the year. We definitely had fun trying to come up with the ideas for the awards. We're going to probably be adding more. We're going to make an annual thing at the end of the year. Well, we made sure to not share uh, who we had chosen for our top three spots and all that stuff. So it was a pleasant surprise when our number ones were the same. That was yeah. that was real neat. So I'm hoping that some of yours, Sonny, will be the same as some of ours. Yes, I'm interested to do it. Yeah, because when I got it started, well, yeah, first, uh, see notes I had when I was watching the episodes and make some <laughs> notes in case things I want to bring up to you guys. Uh, I'm not sure if it was in the pre-show or the regular show, but I must say my reflexes are very good. My reflexes are very good. That was the pre-show. Okay. Because you said somebody's got cat-like reflexes. I was like, he's got reflexes of like a goldfish. Oh my God. Or something like that. So I'd be like Spider-Man where if you knock my soul out, my body would still be like moving <laughs> and doing stuff. I, I see that in a normal basis. Your oh, body yes. is doing things. <laughs> yes. Who so, did you choose, Sonny? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> so my reflexes are very good. And I do want to say, you know, I love and I missed you guys too last week. So now I can get onto my awards. So you guys started off with the biggest surprise. And I must mm -hmm. say that I, I went with Tim's pick. I was so surprised when I heard you say it. Yeah, with Batman being the son of Jor-El yeah. and Martha Wayne. I was, yeah, I was in shock of that. So that You're already off to a good start, Sonny. That was my biggest surprise of the year. For uh, top this artist, is horrible. <laughs> for the top artist of the year, I gave it to Ivan Coelho. Like I said, I'm Ivan Coelho, so I've been with Dark Ages. With Dark Ages, yeah. Did you just take Tim's whole list? Of, like, oh, I'm okay with this one. <laughs> no, like, we'll just I'm switch not it around a little bit. Too too familiar, like I said. With this year, it's not like I'm so caught. It's like you guys are, you guys have read a lot more from 2021 than I've read. Right. So let me just see what I know. So I went with yeah, that, and then for the top writers, um, I'd like to give an honorable mention to Casey Gilly because I really did enjoy 
Buffy Lance Vampire Slayer, and she took a chance on doing, on being the very first person to do a one shot with the Codex yes. podcast. We will be but, tagging her in this post, by the way. <laughs> there you go. And for me, I did give the top writer. I agreed with both of you guys with Tom Taylor. There we go. Yeah, he's just still, been... still going with uh, Tim's picks here. I'm waiting to see something <laughs> well, different. That was your well, pick too. Yeah, yeah but both, both the, it, verbatim, he's talking about you right now. I want to know if we change anything. I I'm so, very flattered that Sonny loves me this much. So I'm surprised. That's my biggest. That's 2022 <laughs> right now. 2022 is getting off to a great start. A good start. A horrible start. <laughs> well, you Marcus picked Tom Taylor Tim. too. Yeah, like I said, so Tom Taylor. Yeah, he's been destroying it. Like I said, Dark Ages. Also, uh, Superman, Son of Kal El. He said Nightwing. He, Tom Taylor's just, he's been all over yeah. the place. Yeah, he doesn't stop. It's yeah. scary. Yeah, but he's been yeah, doing an amazing job. So I think it was, it was unanimous. As oh, soon as you guys did, were yeah. talking about it, I was he thinking did, him. Then you guys He did win an award. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He did win oh. an award for his work on Nightwing, by the way. It was just announced, uh, I think it was today or yesterday. It wasn't a Codex award, though. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm just saying, he won another award for. Nightwing. So if someone out there else likes them as much as we do. Well, there you yeah, go. So, yeah, so he's been getting uh yeah, definitely his his worth. I mean, he hey, he's been putting in the time and giving us a lot of great work to to enjoy. And then it came down to series. So for the series, I was going based on basically what we did with the Codex podcast. I did the same. And Jamie, since you did um a, a single issue with the what if we were sort of the vampires, I said, okay, I can go with the single issues as well. Mm-hmm. So my number three was the Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-six, Stand Tall, the September eleventh issue. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that one. My runner-up for the series of the year was DC's Forever Evil. Ooh, interesting. That one, okay. I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. the whole thing. It was incredible, and it was going to take something very big to beat that as number one. So my but my my number one goes to Batman White Knight. Ah, I knew it. Right on. Yes, yeah, so I loved it. <laughs> they just held me back to the first episode. Yes. Yeah, and that was that's said, a was great to choice. Yes, yeah, so hard to be forever evil, but I went with Batman White Knight. Yes, no and honorable it, mention for Punisher. But, yeah, no. Uh, don't. I read it. Before, <laughs> he read it. So it goes to oh, another okay. year. Yeah. So it, it's the, it, with that with that category. It was things that we've read that is older than this year. Gotcha. So it wasn't like current series for those who didn't know what was going on. Uh, it's stuff that happened in from 2020 at that point before. So, but yeah, dude, uh, White Knight, yeah. But just to give you a recommendation, you have to read the tie-ins for Forever Evil. You will see a different story when you read those. I will definitely get to that. Okay, so for the top current series, I think this one isn't too much of a surprise to you guys, but I went with Dark Ages. Saga. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> So I went with Dark Ages, like I said. I'm not too caught up on much. Um, I've been reading some uh, good issues, like I said. I did, like, but for the last Vampire Slayer, I've been enjoying um, Eat the Rich. And like I said, I just started getting the Son of Cal out. But Dark Ages is the one that's got me like, I need to read this. Yeah. With everybody, issue by issue, each month as it's coming out. I want This one series, I want to be caught up with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think it has been living up to the hype. Are you so on Dark- issue? Th- have you read issue three? Yep. All caught up. Oh, yeah, so. it's, getting, it's getting good. Yeah. I know what we're talking about after the show. Yeah, yes, I'm <laughs> excited too. Yeah, and soon issue uh, number four should be coming out. Yep. Yep. So, yes, uh, next, this week, next week, next week, I think. I think next week. Week. Is it the 14th? I think so. Yes. Okay. And then now we go down to the top publisher. 
And I went with Boom Studio. Oh, oh okay. I one. okay. So I say you guys both did it as number two for me. Mm-hmm. Boom Studios gets number one. They are extremely upcoming. You know, they have so many great uh, series out there. We've obviously this year, we've been really getting into them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, with uh, we say we're gonna be getting Buffy. I've been getting into yeah, Eat the Rich, the Power Rangers. You guys have been reading. I'm gonna you know, slide camera right for two seconds, but go ahead, Sonny. Sure. I can still hear you. Yes, like I said, Power Rangers has been really good, and they've just been taking so many chances. Uh, it's a Dana Chance on us and the Correct Podcast. I like when people take chances, but right. there's so much they've been having. They've been adding new artists, new writers, and then some classic ones as well. And also, yeah, they've just been doing so much new things. Also, Berserker was one of the, the most talked about series yes. of 2021. And we, we it's were just talking about better. Matt Kent the other day, me and Tim. Yep. Because that's one of the ones that we do want badly as a one shot. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so for me, somebody, yeah, I went with Boom Studios as my publisher of the year. And I think they're only going to continue to rise. I think they're, yeah, they're truly just on their way up. See, they're never going to stop. No, when I was picking my picks for top publisher of the year, like Marvel wasn't even anywhere near there. It was it was honestly a hard tie between Boom and DC and and the the I had Boom at number one when I reason, did my list. Well, the reason originally. why I didn't choose Boom for my number one is because I always go back to what you were saying before, Jamie, about them being in like a renaissance year right now. So I want to see what they do this year. And then at the end of this year, I think that they, I'm going to call that now. I think they might take my number one spot when we do the Codex Awards again, but I really want to see what they put out over the course of the year. I totally agree with that. They, like I said, it it was hard. Like when I first did my list, I had uh, boom as one. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and then I started reading like, I don't know, Dark Knights of Steel, Nightwing, uh, Batman, mm. all the Batman, Jason Tyons. Uh, and I was like, they're doing really well, though, right now. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, I don't want to knock it. And I don't want to come off as, like, this DC fanboy that everyone knows I am. <laughs> but then I was like, I can't not give it to them because they are doing a little bit better. Like, so. Well, I mean, DC just killed it this year, though. I mean, they, like, Everything they were doing was absolutely was great, but I'm a bit but, behind in my DC. So, but but Sunny, I mean, like you said, boom is booming. There, there's no mm-hmm. other way to put it. Yeah, they made their way to my to my number one publisher of the year, and then came down to the Legacy Award, and I did completely agree with you guys. And I do give it to George Perez as well. So we were it's unanimous from us. George Perez gets the Legacy Award. Right 2021 on. from the Codex. Yeah, yes, and he definitely deserves that. Yeah, one of the greatest artists you know there is, and I mean, like I said, we were picking out. I they say it was like the week before he announced uh, his illness. When I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I really love uh, Infinite Infinity Gauntlet, and then we had picked out and chose that week to do Future the, Perfect, kind of whole Future mm-hmm. Perfect, and she's like, I said, you know, one of my one of my favorites, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, the guy like cease to amaze me. I didn't realize until like I had to like point it out, but like half my wall is George Perez. <laughs> yeah. So 
that is all my picks for the awards. You know, a lot of them I didn't Tim, I didn't forgot that we had actually agreed on so much, but <laughs> yeah, he, I don't I think do, that I was on like purpose. I feel like Sonny was like, I know who my pick for the publisher is, but I don't know why to pick anybody for the rest. So I'm gonna take all Tim answers. <laughs> Because I'm so indecisive. But he reverted to your answer for top writer of the year. He didn't choose mine. He chose, yeah, he chose who yours. you so chose. It, it's okay. It was a tie. <laughs> we all know he chose yours. I'm going to choose The love he has for writer. you is unfathomable. What can I say? Tim, I idolize you. Uh, well, no if gotta. you've got a spare bedroom, then uh, I may or may not make a move to Chicago. This, this is the spare bag. This is the spare bag in the office. <laughs> Imagine doing the podcast and Surrounded you see Tim pop up behind stuff. you. Excuse me. I am trying to sleep here and you guys are doing a podcast. Uh, Dang it. So yeah. <laughs> that just shows your age. <laughs> Jeez, man. Cut it out. Even worse. <laughs> I love that full house, man. Yeah. Mike, it was Dave Kuwait over there. Yeah. I hated that show. <laughs> yes. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. You loved it. <laughs> he idolized it. He wanted to be Bob Saget since he was, oh, you know, boy. 42. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the stand up version of Bob Saget, not the watered down version that was in Full House. Okay. On. <laughs> we're talking about dreams and who, uh, Tim sees in his mind when he's sleeping. Sonny <laughs> uh, is bringing us another segment of Dreamland. Oh, yeah, Dreamland. And the uh, guy who was in my dream was Jamie. It was you, my co-host. And I you, ruined, you ruined my X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Oh, my dream. oh, I was happy to help. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I dreamt of that. But yeah, for some reason, I had a dream. You were giving I, me... I was doing it to you because of what Keith did to me with Joker and my hero clicks. I had to get oh, something. Yeah. Yeah, those of you who don't know, our friend Keith bit Jamie's Joker, uh, his hero clicks Joker's head off. Yes, and I put Dark Side right in front of my sensor in my TV. So when I was trying to turn TV and pitch Black Knight, my TV wasn't working. Warn a guy, I had a mouthful of soda and it almost went on my computer. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> but yeah, so the dream for some reason, uh, Jamie, you were returning my Age of Apocalypse. Mm. I didn't really let people borrow my stuff. Uh, maybe this is a dream telling me stay that way. Don't let people borrow your things. <laughs> um, so in the dream, I let you borrow it for some reason. You're giving it back, and like the top part of it was like broken off. And I'm like, I spent like dream. This is broke. And you're like, oh, oh, you were trying to make him an excuse. And I'm like, the top. I'm like, how do you break the top part of a cover off of a book? And I was trying to fix. It. I was trying to be very calm. I'm just like, Jamie probably feels very bad right now. But I was thinking, how am I going to get this copy? It's ruined. <laughs> Look, Jamie. So for some reason, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for some reason, that was my dream. My dream You're was welcome. that Jamie ruined my Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> that was a gift. It was a gift my mother gave me when I turned 29. Before I left, I'm back to move to Chicago. Jamie, you better Age apologize for doing that, man. I apologize for nothing. That's not cool. <laughs> So in, in Dreamland, my, book. Yeah. In, my, in Dreamland, my Age of Apocalypse is ruined because of <laughs> this is a Jamie. Yeah. And it's my Dreamland. I'm sorry that you had dreams about me. That does not concern me one bit. <laughs> um, but in the dreams, I just need to ask you one question. And it's, uh, do you know? Yeah, uh, I didn't realize it was time for do you know. 
we can do that or we can oh, we can do that we're doing that because i already led into the segment of it okay and i screwed up because i was looking at that after dreamland no problem we'll go to Gino. then we'll get into our works yeah because we have more we've all got a lot to talk about yeah <laughs> we don't want to skip it okay so then do you know jamie i know you're excited that it's your turn to go first yes so mine arrow superman centric um so, so mine. Eh, yeah so mine too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we all know that kids need to learn um so do you know what is the name of clark's elementary school it was in the comics what, in 1939? <laughs> I say, uh, say Smallville Elementary. I will go with Sunny on that. Smallville Elementary. Final answer? Yes. Weisinger Primary School. I was close. Yes, right. Was it Weisinger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was in uh, 38 when I was reading about it. Okay. Not that I was alive then. I was looking up trivia questions and I saw this one. And I was like, ooh, that one's interesting. So Went back to 1938. Wow. Okay, my turn next. I won't bring us back to. I won't bring us back to the 30s, but I will say which Superman character turn. Do you know which Superman character turns 30 this year? Brainiac. 30 this. Wait, villain year. or character? No. I'm gonna okay, say Brainiac. I'm gonna say Doomsday. Tim, you are correct. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yes, do, yep. Doomsday made his get a cameo in November '92, but his first full appearance was December 1992. So this year he does turn. Doomsday turns 30. Right on. Tim's in the lead right now, gentlemen. New year, new Tim. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and uh, do my question. Sonny, we'll just kind of jump off of yours and into mine. So you gave us the month and the year that Doomsday appeared, but do you know the title and issue number of Doomsday's first full appearance? Not the fists, but the full appearance of Doomsday. Superman 68. Is it the... The uh, Amazing Superman 18. Did you say the Amazing Superman? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let you redo that one. (laughs) I used to say Superman 18. Okay. Uh, No, both of you are wrong. It's Man of Steel number 18. So, I mean, you had the issue number right, but uh, you got to have that title. Yeah. Okay. No half points this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Man of Steel, number 18, first full appearance of Doomsday, which uh, right after that is the battle between Superman and Doomsday that leads into the death of Superman. So, no points. I'm guessing I was completely uh, wrong. The Amazing wrong. Superman was wrong. The Amazing Superman was wrong. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, go ahead. Sorry about that. Still having child issues outside the door. Um, so, do you know in what year Superman the movie was officially released? Nineteen seventy-eight. Yes. Both of you. No, nineteen seventy-seven. I say seventy-eight. 
You're gonna say seventy-eight, Sonny. You're gonna say seventy-seven, Tim. Yeah. Sonny got a point. Damn it! I should have stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, it was released in nineteen seventy-eight. It was probably the premier movie at the time. And the foundation for every superhero oh, film yeah. after that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Reeves. Yes. Uh, so, speaking of years, do you know what year Mongol made his first appearance? I actually do. Jamie, I'll let you answer first, and then I'll give the correct answer. That's not, that's not nice. <laughs> I, I could have done that every episode then. <laughs> Just because Tim wants to win this one time. I'm winning today. That's happening. <laughs> what, what year Mongo's first appearance? <clears throat> you say? Yep. Eighty-nine. Nineteen eighty. Tim is correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so once again, Sonny and I's brainwaves are similar. So Sonny, uh for my next question and Jamie, uh, what do you know? Now we know the year Mongol came out, but do you know his first appearance? What is the first appearance of Mongol? Uh, go ahead, Sonny. I I'll say DC Comics presents number twenty-seven. Jamie? Showcase thirty-one. Sonny, you got a point today, sir. You are tied with me two for two. So 1980, DC Comics number 27 is the first full appearance of Mongol. All right, Jamie, number three. All right, true or false? Do you know if Superman was originally created to be a villain? False. There's a safe. That was a say false. It was true. They originally, they originally made him look like Lex Luthor, bald, all that with tele, uh, telepathic powers back in the early, early, early uh, 1930s. Wow. If you put him in a wheelchair, he would have been a Professor X. Yes. And then they saw it, and then X-Men took it, and they were like, let's run with it. Yay. No. <laughs> So look at that one wrong. Okay, fine. Mine. All right, my last one. Since we're dealing with Superman and Mongol, do you know in the animated, in the uh, Justice League animated series, who, which actor voiced the role of Mongol? Nathan Fillion. Michael Clark Duncan. Okay, it is Eric Roberts. We we the were brother both of close. Julia Roberts. <laughs> Tim, you were pretty close. I'm gonna give you a half. No, yeah. <laughs> no half points. No, no, here. no. So, so yeah, Eric. Oh, Roberts. now we're not counting half points. Yeah. <laughs> no, no half points. So Eric Roberts voiced the role of Mongol in Justice animated series. Okay, so for my third and final, we all know who uh, brought Superman to the screen that made him the most popular. And that was Christopher Reeves. But uh, we also know that before that, uh, George Reeves had the role of Superman and did his best to make him popular during that point. But 
Do you know that he was not the first live action Superman? Do you know who the first live action Superman to ever grace the screen was? I knew there was one. I thought I don't know the first. Uh, I should have. I should have done my research. Yeah, <laughs> and this one, uh, Charlton Heston, Charlie Chaplin. No, <laughs> it We're is both wrong. <laughs> it is Kirk Allen and Kirk Cobain. His, I got it. His first oh. role as Superman was in 1948 in the self-titled superman and then in 1950 there was another one uh superman versus the mole men i believe was was the next superman before george reeves took over and did the serials then who was the first one you said kirk allen a-l-y-n now we know Mm -hmm. well so there you go the first do you know of 2022 is in the books so flat on my face and sunny yeah you and i tied jamie you had no points this week at all i still did better than you the entire last year that's true but last year's in the books we are Mm -hmm. uh new year i'm trying to keep that 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 (laughs) flavor alive for you so you remember how it feels <laughs> uh i am coming in uh with bandages and neosporin and i am ready to go <laughs> newsflash has that neosporin <laughs> like i said new year new tim uh yeah <laughs> so all tied up and now before we get to that review we we didn't want to we did not want to pass up our our works so it seemed like it was a while ago on December 17th, that show I was always talking about, a series about a series, the pilot oh, that's which one premiered. Was it? it premiered on December 17th. Guys got to see it. I'm glad that I was able to share it with the world. Uh, I watched it as the countdown was going on. Yeah, you showed me the picture, yeah. YouTube, and I sent you a picture of that, and I was texting. Yep. I was like, getting ready to watch it, buddy. Got five minutes before this comes on. Yeah, it was fun. It was great to hear me and Tim do the uh code z morning yeah. podcast in there and of <laughs> I, course I, I did call it i did call it right yeah he did, I did call when i was like he's gonna pick the one where i was like oh my god that sonny kruger guy uh <laughs> that was the line he was picking to use in there and i, I was missed like, the birth of my third cousin's yes. child for this <laughs> i missed the birth of my son uh, <laughs> gotta take a quick commercial break you gotta wash ourselves and clean ourselves and then it was amazing <laughs> i like how of all like 30 something minutes we gave him that seven seconds was what he loved the most i i'm I, glad I that all hoping, the gold <laughs> i was hoping so much that we would have got the uh the mortal egg <laughs> for me the i was trying to pick out yeah, there was just this one I always, I'll always remember and have in my heart. But I had to, I wanted to pick out a part two that they had both of you. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I would notice it might be one talking. And I'm like, I definitely wanted to get some part that has both of you guys talking, but evenly amount. So, yeah, I think I was able to get both of you guys in there. And then, of course, obviously, I'm in there. As I played the lead role, which you, I earned. Where were you in this? No. <laughs> he was posing in. I was watching here. the guy with his shirt off the end. <laughs> you get to see me, and then you get to, at the end, see, see the gut come out. I like how you burped on that. That was great. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I burped yeah, right now. Yes, and that I only got the belly only for the show. Right on. <laughs> for the show. You know, I said, I can eat all these snacks. It's, it's for the character, it's for the part. I've got to be... So now we're going to have a, a, a ripped series by series? Well, I, definitely, 
it doesn't say he gets ripped in the in the book. So yeah, I, I stay true to the book. It does well, now. We're doing a rewrite. The the important question is <laughs> anyway. I'm the important right. question is is when does episode two come out? Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm working. I have the I can say I've been working on the script version of episodes two, three, and even a bit on four. So I'm getting things in ready, notes ready for episode two. Right now I've been taking care of some things, um, like the IMDb page, and Seen so that. I can. Yeah, I did look you up. Right. I, I was bored. I was like, "Is Sunny on here?" Oh my god, there he is! I am oh, gonna so I make a up. note of that oh, to cool. find Sunny on IMDb now. Oh, it's great! It's <laughs> amazing. I'm gonna add trivia that makes no sense. Like he hates <laughs> Kevin Hart and loves Ethan Hawke. You what know, actually, this? on there, the picture. I'm actually it's in this room because it's yes. just me with the camera. It's just yeah. from from the angle. Yeah. Yeah, I never knew what the rest of it looked like until I saw that. So I was like, oh. Yeah, Sunny's so complexion is like warm cream on a summer day. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm yeah, melting so for you right now. Working on that. And then, too, I got to make sure to give people, uh, a lot of my actors and actresses, their, their footage so that they can add that to their reel. I'm like, oh, you guys, it's, it's taking long enough. So I got to get that to everyone. And then it's okay. Let's get this next episode on the way. And then, too, it's uh, a new year. And there, there's a lot I want to do. You know, I want to move forward with more episodes, but some other projects in mind. Even today before the show, I was writing down notes. A lot I'm ready yeah. to do, guys. But not just for me and, and my stuff. We, a lot of stuff going on for the Codex podcast. Oh, my God. So I'll, I'll switch over <laughs> to you guys and let you guys take over some of our big it's news we want to share with everyone. Dear baby Jesus. It's been a busy three days. Very. <laughs> and when I say busy, it's been a lot of me contacting both of you. Basically in the fetal position. Check the email. <laughs> Check, check, it, the, check our check, chat. Check the chat. <laughs> check the email, dude. It's been nonstop. So we're happy to say, and we're not gonna say who. And give too much information away. Well, we one do... we could say if you wanted to. That's already confirmed for date and time. That's up to you if you want to release that. Maybe are we talking mm-hmm. about it? Yeah. Okay. So we'll give this one away for our one shots. We do have several one shots coming to you guys. We don't have specific days yet because of the fact of editing and everything else that needs to go into it. But one of the ones we did get is one of my favorites, Daryl Banks. And we will be meeting with him very shortly. So hopefully yeah. by the end of the month, we will have the one shot out with him. Um, That's a pretty from, big deal to get Daryl Banks. Yes. Not going to lie. Um, okay. Aside from him, we do have a lot of creators coming on. Um, and it's going to be split between all three of us. I... I'm always busy behind the scenes, so you might see Tim and Sonny a little bit more. Um, I'm definitely taking the Daryl Banks one because there's things <laughs> I need to talk to that man about. We need to have a one-on-one on one. Um, I know you've been looking forward to that one. You've you've wanted right. that one for a while, so it's almost here, man. Your time is. I know. Gone. I'm I'm excited. Like I'm like a little kid every day. Like it gets a little bit better. I I, I got the you can't see it, but on the side of the wall over yonder, over there, side, over there, yeah, I have a run strip of <laughs> comics like I do on the top. And it's Daryl Banks's comics from the Lantern Run. That's amazing. Just have him sign his computer screen and while you always... hold your comic up to this computer and take a screenshot of it. Oh my God! I'm, I'm, <laughs> don't tempt me, Tim. Um, now it has to be done. It's been said on the show. It's got to be yes. done now. If you say if you say it in real life, it has to happen. Oh, there um, we go. But no, it, we we have so much planned for you guys this year. Like, yeah, it was funny because. 
for those of you who don't know, every time I kind of have like a little meeting between both of them, um, Sonny and Tim respectively, I'm like, there's got to be something that we can do. Like the ne- next year is going to be big. It's got to be bigger. Like I want to push for more subscribers. I want to push for this and this and this, but I want to push for more quality content. It was one of the biggest things that brought up to both of them. And sure enough, right after I say that, we got like notification after notification on Twitter of like everyone retweeting the Codex Awards, everyone retweeting. Uh, it's in the middle of reviews. work and you're like, check the email <laughs> now. Stop like, what you're doing. <laughs> uh, we have like uh, a lot of, co- well, we can say it on here. Boom was excited to hear what we were doing yeah. um, with the one shots and they're very happy with it. So we're going to be seeing a lot more with that. Um, but yeah, aside from that, guys, like, we're 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 all coming to table table creatively um and bringing as much as we can now it is not going to be as like too much where it's like overbearing it's going to be good quality content spread out you know for everyone to see so with that said i mean guys what what do you like is i know you guys got stuff up your sleeves so don't don't forget for for all you watching one shots uh and, and if you haven't seen the one with uh sunny and casey gilly please Amazing. take a moment to go watch that that that's a wonderful 12 minutes <clears throat> but uh one shots is uh exactly what it sounds like it's one question and we give the floor to the creator and give them the opportunity to answer and it is a nobody else is doing anything like that and if you guys do start we did it first I came up with it, <laughs> but no, it's a great idea. It's, it's wonderful. You just throw one question at them and just give them the time to answer that. And the, the, the people that are coming is, is amazing to me. Uh, Daryl yes. Banks, that's, I'm looking forward to that. And, and the other people that are coming on, I'm looking forward to those equally as much. And hopefully we can get some other people in the future, which we are working on. Yes. Yeah, when you think this is only the beginning of the year, like we're only in week one of 2022, yeah. so many more big things ahead of us for the year. And even too, yeah. guys, I've been doing my research on um, Captain Marvel, doing some reading on his because I'm excited too for our when we get to uh, Origins. Uh, Origins. Yeah. I know we've been talking about the whole thing, yeah. you guys, but we're, we're, we're working on so much that everything's taking time now. Well, like, yeah. we want to be, we want to be with the quality to be top yeah. notch, you know? Yeah, They're perfect. But, it as takes time to do. with what yeah. we have and you've got decoding panels being worked on which and, uh, we have the whole out. first quarter of the year already scheduled for decoding right panels. yeah that's already done that was done the last uh six yes. weeks of 2021 that's why no one saw me <laughs> <laughs> or heard from me like my family was like you okay and i'm like yep and then i do do. like oh sonny we're gonna do this and this tim we're gonna do this and this my family I gotta go. I got stuff. I gotta get done. <laughs> I don't have time to visit right now. I've got to yeah. edit. Yeah, I got I got things to get done right now. Like we got we got shows to do. No, this is going to be yeah. a big year for Codex. Big big year. Oh yeah. Yes, and now that we're finally back on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your pla- you know podcast listening platforms, I am excited. For some reason, it was down. I couldn't load upload anything. So like, if you guys got notifications, if you guys were following on there. Or subscribing to it, uh, I apologize because I did everything in a day once I found out that we were having it. So it was like nine episodes in a row. Yeah, yeah. Then one day, my phone was getting all these notifications. Quick <laughs> yeah. podcast episode, this. Quick podcast episode, this. Yeah. So yeah. So and, good uh, to see. You know what? I'm gonna actually ask you guys on here since I got you guys and it's not a meeting. 
but uh, we're gonna, I'm hoping to start putting the one shots on Spotify as well. That would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. So that's a great support. Yeah. <laughs> Completely agree. It, agreed. That, okay. That's so that, how meetings so Casey happen. Gillies will be up at the end right of this there. week. Just to let you know. <laughs> okay. So Casey Gillies will be up right at the end of week. Good. I'm looking forward to, uh, I, oh, like I said, in Spotify, I always like to play around with the, with the settings. Make me sound drunk. Make you say, yes. All you gotta <laughs> do is call me <laughs> and slow people up. And I slow people down and make them sound drunk. Jamie, still, so far, you're the best. You're still, yeah, listen to me. Tim, I listen to you. But I'm like, Jamie, you sound the best. That's wonderful. You're so used to it. All the years you've seen me, like, <laughs> blackout drunk. You're just like, it's, it's nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, it brings you back to those old. Those old days hanging out at Keith's house. Yeah, I don't do I don't drink like that anymore that anyone knows about. But my point being is that this is gonna be a great year. We've got so much, like I said, decoding panels. We've changed a little bit of the format on there. So after Punisher Circle of Blood, we will not be doing issue by issue. We will do the full story arc. Yep. And we will also do the full story as one video. So no more breakdowns. We're going straight into it for you guys. Yeah, very much so. It's uh, it's gonna take a little bit more time to get it done like that, uh, but uh, it'll be worth it because right. it'll be a, a continuous story instead of it broken up over six weeks or something like that. You'll just get the full two hours right there for deceased or the Dark Phoenix Saga or uh, Judas Contract or whatever it is that we've got coming out. Right. With that, with all the big news and all the big things that will be coming your way from the Codex Podcast, we get to our first review of the year. It is Superman Annual 11 for the man who has everything. Oh, but he doesn't have this. Codex? Yeah. So he doesn't have a reading yet. Yes. So, okay, Superman Annual number 11 from the Volume 1 run. Uh, yeah, the run that started in 1939. Uh, so, uh, credits. You're for this welcome. Issue. Credits, Jamie, this pick is, we'll get into this. Yes. The, the, the credits for this issue are as follows. Writer is Alan Moore. Uh, that's right. Alan Moore wrote a Superman story. Uh, Dave Gibbons is the penciler. The mm-hmm. Dave Gibbons from uh, Watchmen. Yes, absolutely. Uh, inks also go to Dave Gibbons. Colorist is Tom Z- uh, Zuko. And letters again, Dave Gibbons. So Dave did a lot uh, on this book. So, okay, quick rundown of the issue. So basically, it's Superman's birthday. And uh, this is uh, Wonder uh, Batman and Robin, Jason Todd, uh, meet up with Wonder Woman at the entrance to the Fortress of Solitude. This is the first time Wonder Woman has met Jason Todd as Robin, and uh, some interesting, quick conversation takes place between them. Uh, they move up to the Fortress of Solitude, go in. Uh, they've each got their own gifts. Uh, Wonder Woman has hers. Batman has his. And they're looking around for Superman. And lo and behold, Superman has already started the party without him and opened a birthday gift from somebody else that has since attached itself to his chest. And I believe this is the Black Mercy. Is that right? Yeah, I, I believe yeah. so. And basically what that does is it, puts whoever it attaches itself to into their ultimate fantasy life and superman's fantasy life at this point in time 
is Krypton was never destroyed. He's married, has kids. His his father is still alive, though excommunicated from the scientific community and is now kind of a political zealot, I guess you could call him. And uh, he's trying to bring back like old Kryptonian lawn and things of that nature. But the crazy thing is, is uh, Superman's starting to figure out that things aren't as they seem to be and i'll leave it at that so uh do you want me to go into to how i felt about the issue or or sunny or jamie do you guys want to throw in your thoughts you can go in and give us your score okay all right so with this this uh, i was not expecting an alan moore written superman story that that threw me through a loop i didn't think alan moore would ever take the time to write superman uh, but uh, let me tell you this: this is this is the most uh, uncomfortable Superman story I've ever read, uh, and and not in a, a weird uncomfortable way. It's it's just like Alan Moore writing Superman. Like that was stuck in my head the entire time I'm reading this, and it is unlike any Superman story I have read before, uh, because. Super Superman's out of it for about half of it, but when he comes back, by God, this is a Superman I've never seen act this way on page before, and, and just how violent he got, and how aggressive he was, and how determined he was to beat the living snot out of Mongol. Um, yeah, it's it's unreal, unreal, and uh, the the one part that really caught my attention too is when uh wonder woman gave her gift to superman and superman takes it flies at super speed for a split second and trades trades the city out for another one you know the the city of candor or whatever it is the city in a bottle and he comes back and he's like wonder woman it's amazing thank you and i thought like when i saw the the image i thought they were hugging and then superman is like uh hmm we should do that more often. And I was like, wait a minute, let me go. Let me go. Nope. They are, they are in fact yeah. uh, necking right now. That's exactly what they're doing. Superman. Why are you talking like this? Bad Superman. You're not <laughs> supposed to do those things. <laughs> so that threw me through a loop too. But uh, yeah, overall uh, rating for this, I think the writing, the writing gets a nice solid and and i'm gonna go your route jamie and give it a weird point number i'm gonna give it an eight why is it gonna be weird i'm gonna give it because i'm usually very structured eight eight point five nine nine point five i'm gonna give this an eight point seven that's what i'm gonna do it it deserves that much it's not quite Mm -hmm. a nine but but Eight is a very solid issue for me, and eight and a half is even better. Eight point seven is just that little bit extra. Uh, the right, uh, the artwork, Dave Gibbons. I mean, it's classic artwork. Uh, it's it's not anything overtly impressive to me, but uh, the parts that were impressive was like the close-ups of Superman, like when he was really, really mad, and and when he looked at Mongol and he said "burn," and you just saw the dude uh yeah when when gibbons did it right he did it right but there were other parts that i felt were just a little bit lazy uh so his artwork gets a very solid 7.5 for me so writing 8.7 artwork 7.5 
what about any kind of overall? Like just uh, I'll overall, figure out the average. Yeah, eight point seven and seven point five. Mm-hmm. So I think an overall maybe in like an eight two, eight three, somewhere in there. Eight one. Eight one. That's not bad. That's that's great. That's a perfect issue for me. A, a nice solid eight is a perfect issue. So an eight point one, we're doing better than perfect. Nice so good to me. Yep. So I have uh, this. It is Superman versus Mongo, and it features like some other uh, issues with the two of them, like say, including that uh, first appearance. So that's uh, I knew. It was <laughs> the percent, summer twenty-seven. So I mean, <laughs> I didn't need to look at it. I knew it because earlier today I've been looking at it and. Sunny had notes. Yeah, Sunny, Sunny was taking notes. There, there we it go. Is. Oh, Super it's in there. Yeah. So there's that. I said all the parts. Uh, but yeah, for me, like I said I really enjoyed this story. I think <clears throat> because even like I said, or obviously I read the other parts of the comic. Mongol stories are pretty good, entertaining, right? He's a bad guy. He wants to take over a planet, right? But this story really made him like it really brought it to a new level, another level. Of being Batman of didn't of, even know who he was. Yeah, even at, at one part, Robin's like some yellow guy. Yeah, who is that guy? Yeah, yeah. Superman's like Mongol. You know, so this is what made him a known villain and one of Superman's top villains. Mm-hmm. And two, I like, like I said, like an Alan Moore Superman story. Who would think? And you know, it starts off like it's like a dream, right? Like you know, he's living. He's like I said, like a wife, kids. And then, like, this dream of Superman's becomes, like, a nightmare. Yeah. It starts to get bad, you know. Uh, Supergirl, you know, she's attacked, and she's, she has a bad scar. No. And uh, like, people start rioting. And, you know, I think one of, the, one of my top moments was when Superman, he has his son, Van, and he's saying, like, I don't think you're real. But he's saying, can I still just hold you? And they say, oh, I just want to go by my mom. I'm scared. He's like, can I just hold you one more time? And, and it's, you know, as they're ripping... The thing it's, off of him. Yeah. It was yeah, like it's a really powerful writing, really powerful storytelling. And you know, storytelling is something that really means a lot to me. For this a comic story, of the yeah, 80s, yeah. like you said, Sonny, super powerful storytelling. Yes. Like you didn't see anything like this in a Superman title. Yeah. Not not like this. No, and this too is what I want like an annual. Because sometimes you get annuals, like especially I get a lot of epic collections, and you get like all these comics, you're in like the middle of like a story arc. And then an annual comes along, and it's random, and it's yeah. kind of like, okay, I just want to get back to what's going on. But this is like what you want from an annual. This is it's a whole incredible story. It takes place, it's like just in this one issue, and it concludes in it. And it was, yes, like I said, it was everything I wanted. And it definitely makes you think, oh man, imagine if this was a movie, imagine if this was a show. Dude, oh man, <laughs> right? it's so amazing. And it's a comic that, uh, an issue that I've, I've gone back to, and even when you picked it out, and you're like, hey, this is one that's on many lists. I was, mm-hmm. I was glad to say, okay, good. We get to go over it again for, for the Codex podcast. This is probably my favorite annual of any comic book. So I start the year off. With a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 <laughs> for Superman. Annual yeah. 11 for the man who has everything. I picked this for a reason. For me. But what's your overall grade? 10 out of 10 is my <laughs> overall grade. Can we go to 11? Annual 11. These go to 11. Yeah, no, I got to agree with both of you. This is a very, very powerful issue. Um, I did love the work in. I'm a big Jason Todd fan, so having him be a part of it was awesome. Um, he did a really good job, like his part in the story. Yeah, and it was great. Uh, one of the parts that I wanted to bring up was him getting the parasite off Batman. 
I thought that was I thought that was a cool scene. I thought that was cool. Like the whole flow of it went very well. Um, but like we were saying earlier, the Wonder Woman's gift was probably my favorite part about the whole thing because like it bled into so much that happens later. That like came that out of ent- nowhere. That entanglement that they've had before in the past in the shows, um, the cartoon or Justice League. Uh, I think it was just Justice League, but like New 52, they were a thing and they it was basically like, can you stop two gods? You Wait know, until I do decoding panels for this issue, Superman's tone is going to be. Uh... <laughs> oh, great. Mm. I got I to listen mm. to that. Yeah, I gotta we to that should do this more often. Wonder Would it be Woman. too predictable? I'm, I'm, gonna t- <laughs> yeah. I'm taking that uh that that page out. I'm gonna delete that. <laughs> that is comic history, sir. It cannot be removed. All right, but yeah, it it was uh it was gripping. I really like Gib- uh, Gibbons' work on it. Uh, especially you see his work in Watchmen, and you kind of see the similarities in his work, and it's great to see. Yeah, very in much this. so. Alan Moore is just crazy. Um as we alluded to earlier and you see it in here, which is great because it's an Alan Moore book. And if it were, there was no crazy in it, we wouldn't have Alan Moore and he wouldn't be like living in a cave right now. Um, but overall with this one, I have to give this one a Tim score and I'm going to go with 8.5. 8.5. Uh Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a little bit different. Uh, I definitely dug the art. I dug the characters that were in there. The story was off the walls, but powerful in its own, you know, sense. Like, I, I, I like, I liked every character that was in there. I can't really knock anything, and I thought it was structured well. So, I actually gave it the lowest score this week. Sonny's blasting for Saturn. <laughs> Jamie here 8.5 and I'm an 8.1 but but see the thing is is an eight guys an eight is not bad a six isn't even bad but I mean like yeah yeah Jamie yeah 8.5 that's a very solid score right and uh, I do agree like I said I I did like seeing Jason Todd Robin was in there and he had a a big part Mm -hmm. before a lot of his work before we had Jason Todd it seemed like when he was the Robin that Robin he didn't have much of a part for a lot, but it was nice to see with this story, he did have a big part in this. And this even is, in the very end, he had a huge part in what he did. This is the issue yeah. people should read to have sympathy for Jason Todd as Robin and wonder why they killed him off. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> he was so good in it. Yeah, this really was. So who knows? What would, what would we be imagining if we had that star on us? But I can tell you, life for me is going pretty good right now, so I don't need to wear yeah. any stars or anything like that. Agreed. And thanks for the Codex podcast are going really good, too. Mm-hmm. Very, very big things this year, guys. Can't wait. S- stands for hope. Hope like a gently flowing stream. Truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So I think that's the episode, guys. Do we want to leave this one out? Okay, well, everybody, again, thank you for joining us with the Codex Podcast in 2022. More big things coming up this year. As usual, I'm your host, Sonny Kruger, and with me are my co-hosts, Jamie Wojcik and Tim Morse. I love you all. Thank you all. Look forward to seeing you again soon.
Yeah, thanks guys for another great episode and showing up. Uh, as always, comment, like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell because we do got a lot coming for you guys this year. So keep in you know, touch with base with us and catch us on Spotify and all their platforms. So yeah, don't forget, guys, follow us on social media. That would be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all you can find for uh, the Codex podcast. We are also on YouTube. We are right here on Twitch every Wednesday. So don't forget to look for us there Wednesday evening, Central Standard Time, 530 to 6 and Eastern Standard Time, 630 to 7. Somewhere in there is when we'll start streaming. Uh, also, you know, the schedule for the uh, releases of episodes and videos is on YouTube and it will also be on Facebook for you to see. So that way, you know, when new episodes of the podcast come out on YouTube and decoding panels are one shots and so much more. Once again, my name is Tim. You guys have a good one. Hey, guys. <laughs>